be done with a series on the Ten Commandments. This morning I want to preach a, a pretty simple, straightforward message with a simple title. And the title is this, Tell the Truth. Tell the Truth. You know, I heard a story not long ago about a uh, preacher. And he uh, got up early one Sunday morning, probably a lot like I do. He gets up, gets a cup of coffee, watching the sun come up. And it is a gorgeous day, spring day outside. Beautiful spring day. And he gets to thinking, this is the perfect day to play golf. Perfect day to play golf. And he thinks, I'm going to do it. I need a break. Why not? So he calls the associate pastor and said, hey, I'm not feeling well this morning. I know it's late, but can you cover for me? Associate pastor says, yeah, I can cover. Wife and kids get up and wife said, honey, are you not going to church? She said, no, I'm not feeling too good this morning. You and the kids go on ahead and I'll see you this afternoon. She said, okay. Well, when they left, of course, 10 minutes later, he's in a car headed to the golf course the other side of town where nobody knows him. Gets to the golf course, and while this is going on, an angel comes into the throne room. He says, uh, Lord, do you know one of your preachers lied to his church and to his family on a Sunday so he could go play golf? God says, well, yeah, I know all about it. And God said, you know what's going to happen? He said, and the angel said, yeah, he lied. I know what's going to happen. God says, no. He said, I'm going to let him shoot the best round he's ever played in his life. The angel said, I don't understand that. He lied. He's going to get away with it, and he's going to get to shoot the best round of golf he's ever played. With a smile, God looks at the angel. He said, who's he going to tell about it? <laughs> now, folks, it's sad, but true. Here in America, we have become, literally, become a lying society. In his book, The Day America Told the Truth, in this book from years ago, it's what he found out. 91% of Americans lie regularly, both at home and at work. Now, in answer to the question, whom uh, have you regularly lied to? 86% said to their parents. 75% said to their friends. 73% said they lied to siblings. And 69% said they lied to their spouses. One research actually claims that 97 out of 100 people tell lies. And they do it about 1,000 times a year. Uh, Reader's Digest a few years ago took a poll. Out of 7,000, I think it was 7,000 people, they found out that, and the questions they asked was, have you ever lied to your boss, and have you ever lied to your family? This is what they found out. 63% of people said they called in sick at work when they really weren't sick, and 77 admitted they had lied to friends and family so they wouldn't hurt their feelings. The truth of the matter is, folks, whether we want to face up to it or not, the fact is we're all liars, both by nature and by choice. You say, I can't believe you say that. God said it first. Psalm chapter 58, verse 3. The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they're born, speaking lies. And, you know, we come up with so many creative ways to lie. I mean, we simply deliberately tell an untruth or we'll tell a half-truth or stretch the truth. Or many times we lie without even saying, actually saying a word. Reminds me of a teenage boy I heard about. He was supposed to be home at midnight. He didn't get home till 2 o'clock in the morning. As he's slipping in the house, headed down the hallway to his room, being careful not to wake his dad up, guess what happens? Dad wakes up. Dad says, boy, is that you? He said, yes, sir. He says, son, what time is it? And about that time, the cuckoo clock on the mantel in the living room chimed twice. Well, that boy never said a word. He just stood real still and cuckooed ten more times. 
Somebody has said the problem of lying in America today can be summed up with three former United States presidents. There was George Washington. Remember, he couldn't tell a lie. There's Bill Clinton. He couldn't tell the truth. And then there was Barack Obama. He couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> Folks, it's estimated. It's estimated that two out of three Americans now believe, now believe that it's okay to lie. There's nothing wrong with it. That means 31% of Americans, only 31%, believe that honesty is still the best policy. To all of that, God gives us a command. Look at verse 16. It's very clear. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Now, what this tells us is God expects us to deal with other people with honesty and integrity. And listen, this morning, what I want to do is very quickly give you three reasons, three reasons why you should tell the truth. Let's pray. Father, open our hearts and minds. Speak to us through your word. I pray we would not be distracted, but we would hear what you're saying. In Christ's name, amen. The first point that I want you to see, we should tell the truth because lying, number one, it dishonors God. Here's a verse for you you can write down. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 22. It says, lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but they that deal truly are his delight. One of the reasons that God hates lying is because, listen, folks, when we lie, we treat God like he's a fool, as if we don't realize God already knows that we're not telling the truth. And think about this. We, we call certain untruths, uh, I don't know what names you use today, we call them little white lies. Oh, it's just a little white lie. It's just a small lie. It won't matter. Just a little white lie. They claim that uh, adults admit to telling 13 white lies every week. I personally think that's probably a white lie as well. But I want you to understand something. As far as God's concerned, there is no little lie. And as far as God's concerned, there's no such thing as a little white lie. It's all technicolor before God's eyes. Let me give you another passage in Proverbs chapter 6, beginning verse 16. We're told here seven things that God hates. It says, there are six things which the Lord hates, yes, seven, which are an abomination unto him. Haughty eyes or a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that run rapidly to evil, a false witness who utters lies, and one who spreads strife or discord among the brethren. Now notice, two of the seven things that God says he hates has to do with lying and being dishonest. I know you've heard this before. I think it was P.T. Barnum that said this, the great circus man. He said, you can fool some of the people all the time, and all the people some of the time, but you can't fool all the people all the time. I'm going to add something to that. You're not going to fool God any of the time. In fact, the reason why lying will always catch up with you is because there are at least two people who know you're lying any time you lie. There's you and God. And let me turn it another way and put it like this. There are two people you cannot lie to. You cannot lie to God and you cannot lie to yourself. Amen? You may think you can lie to yourself, but deep down you, you know you can't lie to yourself. Mine's the best story I heard of a, a, a husband and wife, middle-aged couple. They were getting ready to go out at night, and they were in the, in the bathroom. His wife was sitting there, you know, at the makeup counter, putting her makeup on. The husband is standing there shaving in front of the mirror. All of a sudden, he stepped back from that mirror with a, a look of disbelief. And he said, honey, where is that athlete gone that I used to be? He says, honey, where, where are the young people that I once had? He said, who is this old man? Look at my arms. They look like pencils. 
My chest is sagging. My, my belly's bulging. He said, it's horrible. Honey, please say something positive. With a big smile, she said, well, at least there's nothing wrong with your eyesight. <laughs> Folks, you, you're not going to lie to God, and you're not going to lie to yourself. Now, the reason that, that, listen to me, Christian, the reason that we're called to be people who speak the truth is because we serve a truth-telling God. Amen? God is truth. The Bible tells us in Romans 3, 4, God the Father is true. It says, let God be found true, though every man be found a liar. God the Son is true. The Bible tells us in John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the truth. God the Holy Spirit is also true. The Bible calls Him in 1 John 4, 6, the Spirit of truth. Now, if God is true, that means His Word must be true as well. Amen? That means everything God has ever said is absolutely, unmistakably, entirely true. That means the Bible tells the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. That's the reason Jesus said in John 17, 17, Your Word is truth. So listen to me again. When we lie, we dishonor the God of truth. But number two, we ought to tell the truth because lying deceives others. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 10 says, He that winketh with the eye causes sorrow. That means somebody who suppresses the truth, holds back the truth, he's going to cause trouble. He's going to cause problems. When you lie, inevitably, it causes trouble for other people. There's resentment. There's mistrust. There's bitterness. There's anger that comes about. You know, back in the Bible days when this commandment was written, that was way back before we had anything like forensic evidence and CSI and ICC and all these other acronyms. I have no idea what they are. But that was back before we had all this stuff. And so usually in a court of law in this day, it always come down to the witnesses. To the witnesses. That's why this commandment is so important, folks. It comes down to one person's word against another. And since many crimes in Bible days were punishable by death, oftentimes the life of the defendant would be at stake and the words of a false witness could be fatal. I mean, that's another reason why we have laws against perjury in our country today. I guess we still have those laws, right, Jeff? I had heard that it can be up to as much as 20 years, depending on the court case. I remember reading of a prosecutor, and he, he, felt that the, he felt confident the man that he had on the witness stand was a murderer in this case. And so he just confronted the man. He said, sir, did you kill the victim? The man said, no. And the prosecutor, realizing that he needed to press the matter a little farther, the, the prosecutor sternly looked at the man and he said, sir, do you know what the penalties are for perjury? And the man answered honestly. He said, yes, sir, I do. And I know they're not near as bad as a penalty for murder. Now, folks, that may be true, but perjury can get somebody killed. Remember, whenever you lie, somebody always going to wind up getting hurt. Somehow, some way. That's the reason the Bible says in Proverbs 25, 18, Like a club and a sword and a sharp arrow was a man who bears false witness against his neighbor. Now, let me say this. Two of the most vicious ways that you can lie is either say something about someone behind their back that you, that's not true, that you wouldn't say it to their face, and of course we call that gospel, or to say something to their face that's not true that you wouldn't say behind their back. Proverbs 26, 28. A lying tongue hates those it crushes, and flattering mouth works ruin. Now, that verse speaks of giving false praise or, or flattering words. You know, that you really don't believe what you're saying, but you give praise or flattery to somebody just to get in their good graces, just to get on their good side. I want you to understand something. There's nothing wrong, folks, with praising another person. 
And we ought to praise people. We ought to give honor where honor is due. But when you praise another person, you need to make sure it's deserved, it's honest, it's accurate, and it's sincere. Now, I want to clarify. I want you to listen real close to me. Uh, I'm not saying that you ought to be like my grandmother and say whatever you want to say, whatever's on your mind at any given time, regardless whether it hurts somebody or not. You know somebody like that? I said my grandmother, God rest her soul, love her to death, but she would tell you exactly what she thought any given time. You say, what's wrong with that? If that's your attitude, then you may be the one that other people are saying, whoo, let me tell you something. That person, you need to think about it. You know, there was a man who went to the doctor, and the doctor examined, wasn't feeling good, the doctor examined, the doctor said, well, sir, you, you have a serious illness. The man said, I'd like a second opinion. The doctor said, well, okay, you're ugly too. <laughs> Listen to me, folks. If you respect the dignity of other people, then you realize that people deserve to be dealt with honestly and with integrity. And that's what people want. I mean, isn't that what you want? Let me read you. U.S. News and World Report did a poll a few years ago. They asked people this question. They said, what is the most important characteristic or attribute that a friend can have? 94% of the people polled said that the one quality that they would want in a friend above all other qualities would be the quality of honesty. Honesty. I believe that's why the Bible says in Proverbs 28, 23, He that rebuketh a man afterwards shall find more favor than he that flattereth with his tongue. In the end, people appreciate frankness more than flattery. We should tell the truth because lying dishonors God. We should tell the truth because lying deceives others. But number three, and the third point, we ought to tell, final point, we ought to tell the truth because lying destroys character. Friend, listen to me. If you habitually lie, you're simply injecting into your character, into your heart, into your life, those cancerous cells of dishonesty, honesty, and it's going to wind up destroying you. It's going to tear you down and tear you apart. You remember what Jesus said in John 8, 44? He was talking about the devil. And he calls the devil, he said, he is a liar and the father of all lies. You know what that means? That means you're never more like the devil than when you tell a lie. Lying is his specialty. And if Satan can do it, he'll get it to be your specialty as well. Has it ever occurred to you that this world, the mess that we're in, in this world, actually it all started, it all began with a lie? The first lie ever told, Satan told Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. God had told them, he said, now of any fruit, any tree... Uh, in the garden, you're, you can eat freely. But if the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, don't eat of it, because in the day you eat of it, you'll die. Now what did Satan do? He did what he always does. He lied. And he come to him, and in Genesis 3 and 4, he says, well, God didn't mean what he said. Surely you're not going to die. In other words, folks, he told the biggest lie of all, which is you can sin and get away with it. You can rebel against God and get away with it. Now we know that's not true. Amen? The Bible makes it very clear. Be for sure your sin will find you out. The Bible says that whatsoever a man sows, that also shall he reap. Now, that's, we know that that's true. And let me give you another truth. Proverbs 11, verse 3. And I'm going to read this uh, out of one of the newer translations. It said, people who can't be trusted are destroyed by their own dishonesty. That's a true statement. Amen? Lying destroys, and it primarily destroys the one who lies. And here's the reason why. You see, lying, folks, is not primarily a problem of the mouth. It's primarily a problem of the heart. 
You remember what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12, verse 34? He said, for the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. Let me put that in, in oaky terminology. Jesus said, what's in the well is going to come up in the bucket. Now, Jesus went on to say in Matthew 15, 19, and explain that people are not liars because they lie. They lie because they're liars in the heart. Listen to what he said, Matthew 15, 19. <clears throat> For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, slanders. <clears throat> and you know what? Let me add something else to this. And listen to what I'm telling you. Lying will make a coward out of you. You say, what do you mean? Well, let's be honest about it. How many of us here would be honest and say that we have lied to escape the consequences of something wrong that we did? To escape punishment, to protect ourselves, you know, to cover our backside. I'm going to tell you, it takes courage to tell the truth. Any coward can lie. We lie for fear of the consequences. I remember the story of a, a young mother who was going to the store one day and uh, about mid-morning. And going to the store, she saw her own third grade son walking down the street. She's like, well, why is that boy not in school? She pulled up said, get in the car. She asked for an explanation. He was not where he was supposed to be. And so, being a third grade boy, he gave her a long explanation. And after he gave the explanation, mom looked at him. She said, son, I'm not accusing you of telling a lie, but I'll tell you this. I've never heard of a school that gives time off for good behavior. How many times have we lied to cover up and not face the consequences? Do you know the real reason, and let's, let's, let's cut the chase. The real reason why we lie is because we don't trust God enough to be with us and help us if we tell the truth and have to face the consequences. That's exactly why God asked the question in Isaiah 57 verse 11. It says, of whom were you worried and fearful when you lied and did not remember me nor give me a thought? Listen, God cannot stand by you when you lie, but he will always stand by you when you tell the truth. The problem with lying is, it's not hard to tell one lie, but it's almost impossible to tell just one lie. Because, and you know what I'm talking about, eventually the liar becomes entangled in their lies and their deceit, and it's woven day after day after day, until finally not just one lie catches up to him or her, but all lies catch up to him or her. Now, let me start winding it up here. Why is it important? Why is this verse this command is so important for the family. Remember, God gave the Ten Commandments primarily to the family. Amen? We know that. So why is this one so important to the family? It's very simple. Trust is the glue that holds any good relationship together. I mean, folks, trust is essential if you're going to have a good business relationship. Trust is essential if you're going to have a good marriage relationship. Trust is essential if you're going to have good friendship. That's why it's so important that we teach our children and our families the importance of honesty and integrity. Do what you say and you'll be telling the truth. Do you want what's good for your family? Do you want your kids to have a, a long life and a, a good, prosperous life? Then listen to this passage. Psalm 34, beginning in verse 12. And this is out of the Living Translation. Do any of you want to live a life that's long and good? Then watch your tongue. Keep your lips from telling lies. I'm going to say what I said a while ago. You're never more like the devil than when you lie. But friend, you're never more like Jesus Christ than when you tell the truth. And the family you belong to will determine your eternal destiny. Did you hear what I said? 
The family you belong to will determine your eternal destiny. So here's the question. Are you a child of God or a child of the devil? And you better think carefully about what I'm saying because lying has an eternal impact. Now, if you still think lying is no big deal, let me close with this passage. Revelation 21 and verse 8. It says, But for the cowardly and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and immoral persons and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, their part will be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So let me say this. Say, you've been living a lie for years and years and years. You've never given your life to Jesus Christ. But you've been lying to yourself and trying to lie to yourself and trying to lie to God as you've been lying to everybody else. Saying, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. But deep down in your heart, you know you're not. But here's the problem. You're afraid of the consequences of the truth. You're afraid to step out of your pew, walk an aisle and say, preacher, I need to give my life to Jesus Christ because I've never done it. I've been trying to live a lie. I just told you about lying. Now, on the other hand, I can tell you this. When you finally are willing to be totally truthful uh, about yourself, and that is that you are a sinner in need of God's grace, and totally, totally truthful and honest about your heart that you need a new one, and you're totally truthful and, and honest with a God that can forgive your sins and a God that can give you a new heart through faith in Jesus Christ, then I can honestly tell you, friend, you can right now become part of God's family. Right now and forever. If you just quit trying to lie to yourself and to God. Tell the truth. Would you bow your heads, please? With every head bowed, in just a moment I'll, I'll pray and we'll have an time of invitation as we always do. But I want you to think about the words I've, I've told you this morning. You've been living a lie? Or do you truly belong to Jesus Christ? You know that if you died right now, your breath quit in this life, your next breath would be in the presence of Christ. Do you know that for sure? If not, you need to know it. You know, we got churches full of people that's living a lie. This is your opportunity to tell the truth. This morning, give your life to Jesus Christ. Father, thank you for the power of your word. Thank you for your grace and for your love. I pray for those that need to make a decision this morning, whatever that decision may be, they would have the courage to be honest and to make that decision. In Christ's name, amen. Would you stand, please? Revelation. It's good to see you this morning. Would you dismiss us, sir?